A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Paula MX Wrap-Up. We've done it. We're at the Hunt of Meridian. We're finished for the year. Nine races down. This is the ninth one. So thanks for listening all year long, people. We'll keep these things rolling. No, don't, don't worry about that. Thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Congrats to Zach Osborne on the Fly Racing's first ever 450 championship. Uh, go to your favorite dealer. Go to your favorite e-tailer. Check out what the folks from Fly Racing have for 2021. They've launched their new line of gear, and it is out, and it is fantastic. Colors, patterns, designs, innovations, it's all there. Uh, check out that Formula helmet, too, if you're in the market for a high-end, uh, very, very safe helmet. The f- folks at Fly Racing have done a hell of a job with that thing. So thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Make it be your next choice for gear, goggles, boots, uh, whatever it is they've got you covered. Thank you to Renthal as well, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Uh, Renthal bars are great, as you know. Renthal sprockets, the chains, the grips. Renthal.com. They got a whole line of mountain bike stuff as well, too. I got the 35 millimeter stem uh, on one of my bikes. So, yeah, they make great mountain bike stuff as well. Carbon bars and aluminum bars over there. And uh, much, much more exciting things coming from Renthal down the road. So, Renthal.com for more information. Go there. And uh, Maxxis tires as well. MXSTs developed by McGrath, used by the SGB Maxxis Kawasaki team. And, of course, Rod Bell's crushing it all summer long on Maxxis tires. Doing a great job with that. Jeremy Smith and A Ray were in the top 20 as well. Maxxis.com. For more information, uh, go there and uh, look at their tire line and check it out. But you'd be surprised. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Here's Weege and JT talking Paula. As promised, uh, to wrap up the final at Paula Raceway in the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, round nine out of nine. My friends, my, uh, my compadres, first up, the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, the voice of anything. If you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, but uh, I'm running out of those gigs. It's going to be a long winter. This is uh, <laughs> buckle in. Yes, the day after the last TV paycheck of the year, when you're, you know, maybe not 365 days away because the series you would presume will bump back up to May. Yeah, uh, I often wonder what it'd be like to go an entire year without this series, and we actually did that. So I guess uh, I guess we're okay. I don't know if you know this, but I tend to save my money, mm-hmm. so I'll be yeah. okay. But if anyone wants to pay. For me to say over you, the next nine months, I'll take it. You have no Geneva. What about Endurocross? Did you lose that gig too? Because they're doing. They went. They were going. I had lost Endurocross a couple of years ago. I do have. Uh, we got two more uh, episodes of Flat Track 
But uh, you know what really hurt? Actually, the, the biggest thing this year, besides losing three nationals, is uh, quite a few Red Bull events that didn't happen. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, um, right. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to be looking for my government stimulus check uh, for to make up for all this. Right, right, perfect. Yeah. All right, and also on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, celebrating their first ever 450 championship of any kind. Uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Yeah. Good, good, uh, good day. Good weekend. Uh, Weege, I, I think there is a silver lining to this. I think all of these things that got canceled, uh, I think you're going to see an explosion of events in 2021 because there's so much pent up really? demand. So I, I think you'll, yeah, that, that's my prediction. I don't have any evidence to support it, but I just think with all these events being canceled, you're going to see all these promoters and everybody trying to capitalize all at once. So that should be a, a nice financial boon for you. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's about yeah, me yeah. and how it affects me. Yeah, that yeah, is absolutely. really the reason these events happen. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I do uh, – well, the team does a VIP experience that I'm a big part of, and that's that financially hurt a lot of people, including that, that team this year. So I, I understand. Yep. I understand the pain. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Like, uh, the events, hopefully they come back for the good of – I mean – for me, you know where that money's going. It's just going to the bank anyway. It's going to the cat. So, no, it's going to the new cat. <laughs> cat was free. Yeah, well, food? Vet bills? They have to eat? <laughs> if you just let them out the front door, maybe they could find some mice. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted to leave it out, let it go out the front door. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into this thing. I uh, I drove home from Paula yesterday, so I didn't want to stick around too late. How were the, uh, how were the celebrations, Wygan? I got tagged. On a bunch of uh, Ferrandis uh, revving of the bikes, of course. Uh, but how well, how they how they end up? How they how they go for you? Uh, I'm tempted to say it was very subdued, but um, maybe I you know maybe I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm used to the end of the season being just absolutely out of control, raucous, and really fun. Uh, I think a lot of that is that what would I say? I think about sixty percent of the fun was with the JGR team. And most of those guys aren't there anymore, the guys that were responsible for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that hurts. Like, of all industry parties, I'd say in the last 10 years, 50% of the action was JGR. Despite never there being the well, ones celebrating titles. They, you notice that. They had a banner day yesterday. I mean, if, if you yes. want to, we'll get into that. But, yeah. But it, they it, were always the ones celebrating, and they never had any titles to celebrate. But they were still <laughs> celebrating. Um but no, it seemed pretty subdued. Uh, they did throw together a, a hodgepodge of a, a quote-unquote banquet. I think it's required as an AMA series. You have to have something. So they literally just – well, yeah, Steve, you were, you were down that, there for that. That, that didn't work. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I props, I guess, to putting something together. But the, the Fly guys and the Rockstar guys were over at their truck waiting for Zacco to start partying and, and hanging out and celebrating this championship. But he was over there in his gear still – I think there was a miscommunication among a lot of things going on with that, you know, but I don't know. Was it a, was it a flatbed trailer like Denver in 96? <laughs> no, no, it was not the flatbed. No. Okay. Free pizza. They hut, basically though. asked yeah. everyone in the top 10 in points to come back over to the podium yeah. and then gave them their, their trophies. They, they hand out trophies and, and some special awards for the year, truck driver of the year. They usually do it uh, Saturday night somewhere. Uh, sometimes the Palo Casino if we're in California or uh, Forrest Lucas owns this crazy estate in uh, Indianapolis. So here it was just like an hour after the race, just come back to the podium and do it. I thought it was cool because at least they got it done. And look, none of these people at the end of the year are looking for any extra travel time. They don't want to go out late. They don't want to stay an extra day. It was like, we're only asking for 45 minutes of your time. So less is more in this case. This is, seems to be what the people want. Yeah, it just didn't really. 
I don't know. It if had it was, zero atmosphere. Yeah, zero. like it was. I don't know if it was communicated well. Like I talked to another media guy that's like, "What? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Yeah, tonight after the race." He's like, "What?" So I don't know. Whatever. I um, can I can tell you from my experience when the season's over, I want to go home. Like I, I don't I don't. So echoing what Weege has said, and I, I've been to the the banquet at the Lucas Estate, uh, which is super impressive. But at the same time. This long of a season, yeah. racing into I, October, everybody wants to go. Home. I haven't stayed one time for one of those, or, or or even the Sunday night ones or Saturday night ones that you went back there or something. I never even stayed. For, I never went to those. I, I echo JT's sentiment. I, it's been a long year, and, and you know you want to yeah, get out of there. So, I, I yeah, I think they only do it because again, like to yeah. be an AMA series, you have to have it. So instead of like. Yeah. There's so many rules with those. A- the, day, the AMA is just so buttoned down. It's just, they're so they're so on it, you know, like with regulations and everything. I, I get it. But remember yeah. back in the day, like there'd be like a whole separate like weekend in November in Vegas, like not connected yeah. to any other race, and like no, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do not remember that. No. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the AMA, but there would be several. Was that the Hall of Fame it thing? It was, was it Hall of Fame with the same weekend? Uh, no, I, I think I it think, was tied in at well, one point. I think, but I think right. road racing and everything was handed out there. It was a part of a whole deal. It wasn't yeah. just motocross, but it was like all of the AMA racing uh, awards were given out. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember going to one in 02, and it was like Carmichael, Nikki Hayden, like yeah. all together oh, in okay. one giant thing. So it's like really, really pared down uh, since then. You mean Carmichael, the the uh, guest on tomorrow night's Pulp Mech show? This what? Ricky Carmichael? Same, same guy? Wait, it can't be the same guy. Oh, okay. All right. I was just checking. That Ricky Carmichael is on your show? Yeah. I was just checking. So right. well, it's 2020. Hell is frozen <laughs> over. It's the last thing we had. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah, good good job for uh, for the winners and the champions and everything else. We're going to dive into this in this podcast, of course. Uh, so <laughs> we're on a group text with uh, with Zacho, right? And uh, we're, before we got ready to this pod, I I said, "Are you guys ready to talk about asterisks in nine race seats, nine nine race championships?" Right? And he said he didn't <laughs> care. Right. Right, you guys all. I do yeah, not care in caps. Right, you okay. guys are you guys are brutal. No, 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 no. Just absolutely check, brutal. Check the last text. Check the last text that just came in right now. He is now sweating it. He is now trying to justify it. Oh God, <laughs> ah, you got to him. I won. You I won again. Yeah. Car- <laughs> first Carmichael. Now this. He, he he went from not caring to giving you stats and facts <laughs> to prove that he's okay. <laughs> yeah. He tried oh. to shake it off, but he couldn't do he, it. He could, the I do not care in all caps. He should have just walked away after that, but he couldn't. Yep. He couldn't. <laughs> no. Steve he was, he was, it was almost like he was yeah. trying to convince himself. Steve won. He didn't care. Zach owed nothing. Perfect. All Dude, right. Uh, can we get any can – can we start here on that topic? Can we start on yeah. the Astros topic? Yeah. There's none. I'm, I'm 100% no, kidding. No, the two best guys won. There's no indication. I know Tomac got a little better here in these last couple races, but yeah. he didn't go 1-1 in any of them. There's no indication – that it would have swung no. the other way <laughs> no. with three more rounds. Nope. No, not at all. Uh, you know, no. things were getting tight with that flat tire, and Zacho put the hammer down at WW. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, watch this, everybody. You know? So, yeah, uh, 100%. No, I, I have zero time for anybody saying asterisk. None. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, waiting, I'm actually waiting for the next text to roll in here. <laughs> <laughs> the longer you don't respond, yeah. he's just going to keep firing and more. He's going to go back and be like, in 74, there were also nine races that year, <laughs> in 1974, when Howerton won. And there was also nine races. So He sounds like Golden Boy at Thunder Valley, yeah. talking about 500s. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, another debate we had on our post-race show, uh, by the way, that I did with Team Fried. Uh, 2020, hashtag 2020. I'm now a member of Team Fried. I work with Team Fried on video projects. Yeah, you do. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, JT, do you think this is Husqvarna's first ever championship? 
or do you count their championships from when they were Husqvarna? Like going back to like seventies? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, it, it's a totally different company, of course. But I mean, it's still the legacy there, whether it's changed ownership or not, or whatever. I personally think uh, that that they have to count the old ones. I mean, I I can understand both sides. I right. I, I don't have a strong case. But it's the same brand. It's the same company. It's the same regardless of the change. Because you could say that the change from the Swedish Husqvarna to the Italian Husqvarna was, you know, a complete yeah. changeover. Yeah. But then now it's the Austrian Husqvarna. Yeah. But it's still really all the same legacy. Yeah, I mean, uh, so. Chiodi's championships count as much as, uh, Absolutely. you know, yes. as much as uh, uh, Howerton. Or who, who, somebody won yep. in the, did Howerton win in the 70s each on a Husky? Was that Howerton? Yeah, there was like a weird five year break where, like, then all of a sudden, Howerton, yeah, uh, Suzuki, right? Yeah, was back, yeah, like early eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, we each doesn't think so though. So we were debating that a little bit because um, because uh, uh, Tommy Tender said this was Husqvarna's first ever four fifty title or something, and I was like, eh, not so close, not so. Yeah, not, I, mean, I don't think that Tom should be the the historical. No, it was uh, me. Barometer. I was arguing. Let's let's leave Tom out. It was me and Steve. Okay battling no tom uh, said something that's what started it he did and then tommy you disagreed and then i disagreed with you yeah. and then it was mostly just you okay, and i all arguing right, all right. my thing is that i don't want to make it appear that it was like the management of the company like the japanese brands came along and they just kept the nose to the grindstone and just kept you know improving the product and yeah we had 35 40 bad years but we finally got it back we finally figured these bikes out again yeah well it is not that all right. In fact, they were so bad that they actually just ended up getting bought. That's how bad a job they did at one point. JT, do you remember some lean years from Husqvarna? Have experienced that? Uh, I can tell you that the program that I was on had <laughs> zero chance in hell of ever winning a championship. Exactly. The, the, the early KTM program that I was on somehow <laughs> came within a wheel of winning one, and I, I don't know how, and I don't know how to this day. Thank, thank God GL was that good. Because uh, uh, I don't know how that happened either. I mean, we built our race shop uh, with with you know with um, yeah, just a wall in our race shop from the retail side. So I don't, Mitch, I don't know. Yeah. Mitch Payton told me my bike was about five years behind the the Japanese bikes. That's what he that, he told me that going into A one. That's what he told me. That was my vote of confidence. Confidence. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He said. I, he, he said I'd like to really like to help you guys, but. Just on a on a stock trim, you guys are about five years behind. I'm like, oh, all right, let's let's head off for practice. Lamps, Lampson, Lamps, Lampson made some coin though, so he did. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Unfortunately, uh, Chase Sexton's win and Jet Lawrence's win are going to be overshadowed, just kind of like Zacho's win a little bit in Salt Lake, like by the championship. You know, I, it's it's one of those things that happens at the finale, right? I'm sure when Mike Healy won that moto out of nowhere. In 1992 at Steel City, it was kind of overshadowed by what was going on a little bit. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's uh, it's great rides by both those guys. Phenomenal rides by those guys. But they are lost in the championship. But we shouldn't forget about this stuff going into into 2021 either, though. Sexton, uh, 3-1 on the day. And Weege will leave JT out of this. But how sweet was that uh, A-star kit? 23 A-star uh, kit. Like, dude, it was good. It was good. It was awesome. It. What do you mean? I thought it was awesome. Well, in the past, when we've asked you about kits on the show, you just you just say move on or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, it you, depends. You, yeah. It depends on the situation. I I thought that they. I, I really like one off projects sometimes, and they don't have any plans to sell that. It was just a really cool yeah. idea. Yeah. You know, it was red and black. It was twenty three. It. 
I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It's great. Uh, so good job for A stars on that. So Sexton wins. Three uh, one on the day. Uh, Tomac one four. AC two three. AC looked to have the overall nicely in hand when he when he went down. Um, but yeah, Sexton wins a moto, which we had right around when Blake won his moto. We said, "Who's going to win the moto? Who's 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 going to get one?" And we all thought it would be Sexton, and he won the last one of the year, and he got the overall. But we uh, Sexton was was really really good. Yeah, he was, and you could say this was almost overdue with how well he's ridden all year. And I, I agree that the story, if Sexton and Jet Lawrence won their first race at any other race this year, it would be the biggest story. But it, they did it when somebody else won the title. But I don't know if that matters because the only opinion that really matters is theirs. And if you're Chase Sexton going into the offseason having figured it out and won versus having not is huge. And he knows the difference. And I'd say the same thing for Jet, although I don't think Jet is lacking in confidence. I mean, I think he knows that it was a matter of time. But it's got to help. And this is how you get it done. I mean, this is look at how Zach won his Supercross. Yes, that was overshadowed uh, by Tomac. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to argue that it didn't have an impact on Zach moving forward, getting yeah. that win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also, too, we had talked about um, uh, Osborne or Sexton's second motos, and uh, he broke that kind of streak with a strong second moto. So um, Eli's moto, Eli's race in Moto One, JT was great. That was that was phenomenal. He was pushing AC. Yeah, and that's really what you expect from Eli Tomac, and we've been talking about that a little bit. I think he just kind of raced himself back into form, you know, racing week after week after week after the suspected time off we think he took. I think he just raced his way back in, and you look at the last three weeks, that has been kind of the Eli Tomac that we've expected. You know, WW Ranch, in the heat, he was great. Then, you know, Thunder Valley, he wins convincingly, and then that first moto was vintage Eli Tomac. So I have no reason to worry about anything for 2021. I think he just kind of took a breather and right or wrong that, you know, he's the one that gets to decide where he puts his effort. I think it was the right time for him to take a few weeks off. It showed up in his results and I'm sure he was frustrated at times this summer, but I think he deserves that. And he proved at the end of the series that if anybody's sleeping on him for 2021, they're making a pretty big mistake. What about Tomac passing AC in the first moto each? Oh, God, just taking points Loved away. It. Loved it. I love it. <laughs> Team tactics are over-talked about, over-analyzed. They barely ever happen. And, dude, the precedent of someone being down, Adam was down 24 points, and it was the next-to-last moto. I, I, this is one of those things where, yes, everyone remembers, let Brock by and Marvin moving over for Dunge. And uh, I think when Larry Brooks is over there at KTM, they were moving guys over for Rhino and, and Langston constantly. Well, um, yeah, Larry took a guy's front wheel off. Yes. Okay, so you take, <laughs> you take Brooks out of the equation and then let Brock by and Marvin Dunge. We don't have many other tales of this happening. So... Adam was down 24 points. I have absolutely four yeah. points. I have no time for anybody who says that that was a bullshit move or anything. Which, 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 my, by the way, it was full on my Twitter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Percentage percent that the Tomac camp cared about Adam Cincerello's title chances on Saturday. Zero. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That is a fact. But and hey. the reason I underline yeah. all this, the reason I put it in bold and italics is I just want people to understand the mentality of these teams. Like the next time we're in this situation, where someone's down 20-some points with two motos to go, and everyone wants to speculate. I literally had people speculating on Twitter this summer that 
once Adam started winning, that's why Tomac rode bad because Kawasaki told him to. And I just want people to understand the culture of these teams. The riders rule the team. Eli Tomac, as you're saying, JT, does not care. Eli Tomac comes to the races for one person and one person only. Eli Tomac. Maybe other sports aren't like that, but that is not the way motocross works. The riders race to win. There are a handful of situations. But again, if the best you can come up with is Bob Hanna pulling over 40 years ago, that's my proof. I mean, Marvin, Marvin is the one that stands out. You know, 2017, New Jersey. Yep. It, it certainly happened. There, there's no way to get around it. That definitely yes. happened. And, but, and Anderson taking Chad out at Vegas. And he was saying, like, oh, I was kind of told. At least that's what Chad said, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah I think there's something up with to that. Four examples total. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. Well, I yeah. know. We each, Hannah, eighty-three Millville. Hannah pulled over for Bailey. It is not a common occurrence, yeah. though. Everyone no, no, wants to no. jump on this immediately at every turn. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's just it's not common enough it's, for that. It, it, it doesn't matter because he was twenty-four points down. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm all about team tactics. Uh, when the points are tight, and if you need a hand at the last race. I will uh, grudgingly nod my head and be like, uh, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? I may not like it, but I get it. But when you're 24 down, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's you go win the race. Go do what you got to do. Um, well, and you so. think that the, th- the three-time defending champion cares about the, the new member of the team's title chances? No, he does I, not. I bet you Eli and Adam have uh, a, maybe two minutes of interaction. In the course I was going to say day. seven words. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes season. of interaction <laughs> yeah. at a race? Yeah. So, um, I, I will say one thing that's going to blow your wig back. I go over to Bruce from Kawasaki in the yes. morning, and I say, Bruce, do you have any pets? And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, do you have any pets? He's like, we have a cat. And I'm like, I would assume you would rather stand on your cat than ask one of the riders to pull over uh, for points. And he said, no, if it came to that, we would do it. And I'm like, you would? <laughs> I believe that. I don't yeah. think that they would have a problem asking. I'm just saying the riders, the riders themselves, they don't care. Yeah, like Eli hard. Tomac waking up Saturday morning was not thinking, how can I help Adam today? I, no. I had a conversation with Bruce also. I hadn't seen him for a long time, and he yeah. told me how they're a Supercross-only team, and they just happen to do the outdoors, and we need nine or less of these outdoors, and that would be great, and Supercross <laughs> is great, and we're going to go ride Supercross. <laughs> so that, that was my extent of conversation with Sternstrom. So. <laughs> he's consistent. I'll give him that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but but when he says pulling over, I think that would mean again if yeah. literally the final moto Osborne's bike breaks, yeah, and Eli moving over literally puts Adam from second in points to first. But then they think about doing it. But not, first moto down twenty four points. No, let's not forget though. Uh, Joey Savacci pulled over for Eli at the Monster Cup, and then immediately did not get anything out of that. Um, you know, what that's I mean? for a million dollars. Call. That wasn't team tactics. No, no, no. It was just Joey doing it. No, no. I know it was just Joey. I'm just saying Eli is not foreign to this. Like, it happened. It helped him. It benefited him. Of course, it blew up in his face after when Joey went public. I don't think Eli would agree with you that he did it on purpose. That Joey did it on purpose? Yeah. What? Well, he he didn't act like he did. He didn't reward him for doing it on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. So I think he would tell you he didn't do it. Okay. Legally, by the state of Nevada, (laughs) he could not do it. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Um. Yeah, AC led the most laps on the day, uh, went 2-3. Um, just small mistakes. Uh, really, really good, though, again. Really, you know, strong race for him. Christian, I have a question. Christian, I have a question. Oh, okay, yeah. Just before we move off AC, sorry. Uh, do you feel 
this is my only take on Adam. He's great. He's going to win. He's awesome. Maturity, riding, everything is there. The only thing I can see keeping him away from being a multi-time champ is exactly what we saw on Saturday, is that crash that is seemingly out of nowhere, no real reason for it. It just sneaks up on him. And in Supercross, they seem to be a little bit more violent. You know, the Glendale one jumps out to me. I just think that's the last thing he's got to he's got to sort out. And, and I don't know how you do it. Clearly, if I did, I would have been much better. But that just seems like the last little detail when he's in position to win. And he should have, in my opinion, he should have won the overall on Saturday. He just makes one mistake that costs him. And oh, he, he made one at Lakewood, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I... I I think we all agree with that for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know if you figure it out, um, but maybe you just get older and you figure it out. Adam rides so good, so fast that uh, maybe he's doomed to that kind of stuff happening. Uh, but still wins titles. You know, but he figured it but, out on the he figured it out on the two fifty. Yeah. the only the only reason I bring it up. You know, yeah. can he make that same same discovery? Whatever it is, I, yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. You know, yeah. But he he can't have those big get offs. And expect to win he, against these guys. He he really surprised me this outdoor season. Even with that stuff, uh, you know, in our preview Zoom that we did, uh, I thought there'd be the more mistakes than what there was. You know what I mean? There was mistakes, but I, there was yeah. times where he was perfect, and I and I thought well, there'd be more mistakes than, than what we saw and, from and him. And he so. he got away with a few things. You know, the Thunder Valley could have been much worse. He could have had some some big crashes at Thunder Valley that he was able to save. That one was like the save of the year, you know, that could erect his his series. Uh, So I I think I don't think he's immune to it, but he certainly put a a great series together. Weege, you had to hate his gear. Just hate that gear because nostalgia just that's that's just something you hate. Yeah, but it did look awesome. Oh, oh, really? No, you're allowed to you're allowed to run retro as an aside, as an extra thing. You just. You can't have an entire brand built around retro. You, you didn't like, even. You don't even like the only trick. You don't even like the one retro side stuff. trick. No, you don't like it. You've 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 gone on the record many times. So um, I actually thought it was cool. I, I'm not a fan of that particular brand, but oh. I thought the chicken look was pretty cool. I, Anytime they do retro stuff, I think they they manage to do an excellent job of what looked good then. It's really hard to make something that looked good then look good in a modern yeah. sense, and somehow it's both. Somehow they do both. Yeah, it looked good. It, it, it was yeah. really good. Uh, Christian Craig going 4-2 for fourth overall is a tough deal, Weege. 4-2, yeah. fourth overall. That's Phil Nicoletti's scores right there. <laughs> and he rode – somehow he even rode better. Like, he should have been on the podium overall, and he actually even rode better than that. Like, it was unbelievable how well he rode. Remember there was a point in the first moto where Tomac got him, and then he actually came back yeah. Yeah. and almost repassed? Yeah. It's unbelievable how good he rode. If this was Steve, and this was the World Vets, Steve would have went four two for whatever is better than first place. Yeah, Steve would have got that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's what he would. Yeah, have got. I would have got a medal and everything. Uh, <laughs> four two for fourth. Yeah, but you know what, Christian, get back down to those two fifties. Get back down there. Just, Where do you just, want him to just, go? Just get back down there. Got to, got to get, got to go. Got to get out of this class for sure. I think I think he's doing the right thing. I think he could win and and make a lot of money in twenty twenty one on Monster Star Yamaha. Oh yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he. I wonder if that bike and sort of maybe some some confidence and getting on a roll a little bit will help. You know, he he's doing what Osborne did. I mean, Osborne had two years at Geico that were just kind of like eh. You yeah. know, he signs with Rockstar, new trainer, new bike, 
new program, uh, something that some of us were betting on RJ Hampshire this year. Also, same kind of turnaround. Um, and and maybe yeah, maybe that's the the maybe Christian got a little too comfy, and this is going to yeah. be the thing that's going to like uh, snap him out of it because goddamn, can he ride a bike? Well, oh, it's very God. easy. It's very easy coming off of recent races to say, oh yeah, why is he moving back down? When he signed that deal, he was not doing very well. His his Supercross run was not anything that would inspire someone to take a serious shot at a 450 ride. So we're we're kind of judging off how good he's been on the 450 lately. But he signed that contract a long time ago. He was good. He was really good. Uh, talent's never been the question. That kid, he and Chase Sexton. When I watch them ride, I my jaw is just usually on the floor because I know how hard it is to do what they're doing. I, I could never do what they're doing, and they look effortless when they're doing it. Like it, it's really, really impressive. And they just kind of float around on the bike and they yeah. never look out of position. They yeah. never, you know, they do crash. It happens, but you just watch them and I'm like, that's how you're supposed to ride. Like that's how you would draw it up. If you were kind of, you know, doing uh, storyboards for how to ride a dirt bike. Track looked pretty brutal too. It looked like hell. Yeah. It did not look fun. No, no, not at all. But those guys, those guys made it work for sure. Um, Muscan, I tried to get some answers about Muscan's race last week, and I got shut down everywhere I went. Weege, did you find anything out? No, not not really. Okay, I was um, I just got no shut down, like no replies to two texts to people that are inside oh. that camp. Just no reply, not even a you know beat it, just nothing. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, I I know that he it was so uncharacteristic. At WW yeah. and then came back and had a good day that day. But I'm just thinking, to me, it just it was all catching up to him. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Well, 6-5 yeah. of the day on Paula. Uh, I've oh. got a text in. We'll see if we get anywhere with it. But, uh, yeah, it was weird, right? He was way off at Thunder Valley. And then this weekend, he was pretty good again. I think he was pretty uh, good. Yeah. yeah. He was in the mix, at least, right? It was yeah. yeah, I mean, like, well, you look at Thunder Valley. Yeah. He was Yeah. It yeah. was a disaster, you know? He yeah. was great. He was great at WW Ranch after a huge crash in practice. Yep. Then he was... I mean, it was not good at Thunder Valley. And then he was, okay, yeah, he wasn't, he didn't win, but he was pretty good. Like, he was battling for the lead and things like that. Yeah. And also, Craig's uh, Craig's ride got him past the uh, uh, the sitting out Justin Barsha for six in the points. Very, very crucial. Yes. The battle we're all, uh, we were all <laughs> on the edge of our seats wondering about. Baggett didn't show up. Barsha rode practice and decided to call it a day. Um, Savachi hurt his ankle. And didn't ride. Freddie Nolan broke his kneecap. What uh, was going on with uh, Savachi and Sexton in uh, time qualifying? They were they were yeah, definitely right. not happy with each other. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I also I heard that same thing. I saw it, and then I went over there, and and they said, "Yeah, we don't know," but they were pissed. He was pissed. I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right." Um, yeah, okay. another great day at the races for JGR. Teasdale held it down though. <laughs> he did. Thirteen eleven. He's almost top ten guy. Yeah. yeah good job for Teasdale. Yep. Yeah, Troll Train broke his fib. God, That's God. not good. Um, yeah, so Marvin, 6'5". Oh, I can't believe Zach. I cannot believe Zach let Anstey get him late in Moto2. Unbelievable. Anstey just <laughs> tracking him down. Uh, Zach? Just give it three more rounds. Just give it three more rounds. Oh, God. You want to talk about so lucky. Hanging on. Hanging on by his fingertips. <laughs> Brutal. Um. No, uh, I asked Zach about this afterwards. Like, like, obviously, you come in the day, and the championship is the number one priority. But at the same time, like being defensive and being worried and all of that, oftentimes leads to mistakes, right? Like, you just got to kind of ride your ra- ride your race and see what you got. And if the opportunity presents itself, 
go for it. And he got good starts, and he was up there at times. But then, yeah, it became pretty apparent that he was just like, yeah, just go. And the depth in the class, Weege, right now isn't the greatest. So that helped him a lot. It's bad depth compared to where it was at the beginning of the year, but it still isn't that bad because it started so good. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's, it was bad. Well, yeah, but it was still – you cannot automatically get fifth no matter what. Like, Well, he didn't need to get fifth, but the top ten for Zach Osborne, he could ride at, I don't know, 70% and be well inside the top ten. No problem. Uh, is How many years is the 450 national champ not able to ride 70% and get top ten? No problem. I'd say that's pretty typical. No, it was bad yesterday, Weege. Uh, it was – I. I know you're big on fantasy. I know you pay a lot of attention to how <laughs> fantasy goes. Uh, but past about eighth place, it was a free-for-all of privateers. I know, but he's never going to be in that realm anyway. I'm just saying like seventh or eighth, yeah, that's what any rider at his level is going to get riding that speed. But I think if he was riding at the level, the, the effort level he was at in the second moto yesterday, if that was Loretta Lynn's one, he's probably 12th. That would be my guess. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Just a numbers game of put Barsha and Baggett in there. Maybe Savachi's good. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, Noren Noren beats him. Savachi beats him. Barsha beats him. Baggett beats him. But I think you measure the level of effort where I don't don't think if you're Zach, you you let yourself go to 12th. Maybe not. I think he's going to get 7th in that moto, 6th or 7th, no matter what. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I. Okay, all right. Listen, you guys are shitting on Zach. I'm not going to allow that. What? Um, Why? No, we're not. Um, the this is going to help. The worst. This is going to help Zach, I think. And I, and I mentioned this to him. Like, I don't know. Obviously, look, he's got the two fifty championship, so it's not like this is like the first championship for him. You know, since he came back from Europe and all that stuff. But for four fifty wise, it is. And I think when you get this, you can relax a little bit. I think you can understand that you're a guy. You're you're in the mix. You know, you've got this this thing uh, that you've done that you beat all these guys and 21. I mean, I, we, you know, so January 16th, by the way, is the word it's going to kick off. We each, in case you want to get, in case you get me in trouble again, but um, well, you got yourself in trouble again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think like, I don't know where he's going to sit, but th- he's absolutely, you know, on the level of Tomac and, Roxon and those guys now for Supercross 21. I, I, maybe that's a that was an obvious statement, but like I just think this is going to free him up, relax him, and he's really going to be able to charge. And uh, and we're looking at a multiple race winner next year. And I don't know about the championship because that's that's you know he got put a lot of races together. But I think this thing helps him a ton. So yeah, that's, yeah, he's that's... in that he's in that group. Yes, exactly. And you were seeing that whole metamorphosis uh, going into Salt Lake, where it was he was riding well in those first couple races of Salt Lake, right? But he wasn't. If Webb and Tomac were battling, he was the third best guy. And if yeah. Roxon was having a good night, he was the fourth best guy. Maybe Anderson and him were about equal. He was like four or five. But yes, this is now the difference between I don't know if there's a level in between anymore like there was. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't want to know yep. my honest opinion. That's all great. And and hopefully he is awesome next year. We all cheer for Zacco just because he's he's Zacco. But when you're thirty one and you are married and you have two kids and You've been down the road he's been down. I think a big part of this equation is financial security, long-term. And with this championship, with the new contract he, he has, with the accelerators that are, that are in these contracts, 
which for those of you don't, you know, listening at home, you don't know what an accelerator is in a contract. It basically just, if you win, it locks you into uh, a higher salary for the following years of your deal. And most of all contracts these days have those. So for him, this, he's walking into financial security, you know, whether he was before or not, this goes a long way to being, being able to just take a deep breath and be like, okay, I can, I can just send it now. Like I don't, I don't have to worry about money really for a while. Like I, I'm good. Like I just made, he probably made a million dollars yesterday and he just made a lot more money for 21 and 22 in his deals. I think there were, you know, it was a big sigh of relief moving forward because I, I think financially he's going to be in a pretty good spot for the rest of his life. As long as, you know, catastrophe doesn't hit America. I think there's a lot to that when you're 22, I don't think it really matters so much. I think these guys are just making crazy money and it's like, ah, whatever. But when you're 31, I think the financial picture plays a big part of this about just being able to exhale and know that you're going to be able to provide for your family, you know, in perpetuity. I thought his contract was up at the end of next year. No. Well, I, I think I thought he signed I think, a two-year thing. Okay. I think there were some things that happened in this uh, in these negotiations about he got some other offers and there were some things happening, which I don't want to you know put his business on Front Street, but I, I think some good things happened contractually for oh. him this, this season. Oh, that means because when Gas Gas was trying to get him then, then that then they are they offer they out of the year. Okay, that, that's you saying that. Okay, not- yeah, yeah, yeah. But but okay, interesting. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. I thought his deal was up at the end of next year, and I was like, well, obviously they'll re-sign him. That's his home, right? They, they love yeah. him. He loves it. But, yeah, I was wondering if, if he would go somewhere else. But um, All right. The, uh, the accelerators are really the big deal. That, yeah. That's a really – and they put those in there for good reason, right? If you, if you, And it's really the same thing that happens in mainstream sports. You see these guys renegotiate their deals because they are exceeding or outperforming their deal. It's a it's a protection policy for riders in there that basically says, okay, I'm signing for this. This is my market value now, but if I overperform, I want to be protected against oh. that. So they have those accelerators in there that guarantee that. Shockingly, we had the same conversation with uh, Webb uh, a yeah. year ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. We we're like, wait, is KTM just getting the ninth place Yamaha guy Cooper Webb salary yeah. as Supercross champ? And it's like, no, nah, it don't work that way. Yeah. Once he's champ, he's no longer on the. Hey. We're getting you off of Yamaha when you weren't that good salary. Shockingly, yeah. they don't go backwards if the rider gets hurt or has a poor year. <laughs> they <don't get laughs> yeah. Well, they got him. They got him on the cheap for the first year, so you yeah. could look at it that way. Uh, Bogle eighth. Now again, watered downfield, but he uh, he rode pretty well. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do next year. I talked to Burner a little bit, and I really assumed he was off that team um, just because of injuries and whatever. But it doesn't seem that way. It seems like Bogle may stay and, and, and on that team, and, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, really nice comeback for Bogle from round one to round nine. Yes, the field was thinner, but I, he's still good to see. Eighth overall. Good job for Bogle. I thought it was a feel-good story for him. He, he is such a nice guy, and yeah. I didn't know him at all until he joined this team. And what you would think, you know, the, the rap persona and all that stuff, he is so down-to-earth and so polite. Um, I, I really like cheering for him. Yep. So – Whatever ends up happening for him for 21, I hope uh, I hope he gets something. Yeah, yep, good dude. Um, Tickle fell in the second moto and was way back and worked his way up uh, to one spot worse than what he did when he was racing hard in the first moto. So uh, you want to talk about depth a little bit? There, there's an example of that. Um, you know, he in the first moto, he was up that mix and, and with those guys, but he was kind of losing it a little bit, and he ended up getting eighth. And then the second moto, he got all the way through all the privateers to ninth. So yeah. 
Um, I mean, he was going like four and five seconds a lap faster than a yep. lot of those guys in the top 15. Yep. Uh, Cody Shock had the brand new Honda, 2021 Honda out there, 1210. Good job. He for- killed it. He had really good starts. He yeah. was like top 10 on the start, both motos. Yep. Uh, yeah, I talked to him about the bike. He says it feels a lot like a KTM, and he's a KTM guy, so he likes it. That's that's how he described the Honda. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure Honda's going to be stoked on that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Masterpool 11th, Teasdale 12th. All good job. Rod Bell. So Rod Bell had never been to California before, right? His HVAC job probably held him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he'd never been to California before, so he comes out, and they go riding at Glen Helen this week, and he gets there. And he's looking at Glen Helen. He wants to go lap, turn laps on the epic Glen Helen track. So he throws on A-Ray's gear, still all sweaty and everything, no knee braces, no knee cups, no anything, and goes out and rides like five laps on Glen Helen and does all these whips on A-Ray's bikes <laughs> at Glen Helen. Just to say, he's like, sick, man, I rode Glen Helen. So, oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Summer Rod Bell. <laughs> That's what I His said. His story just keeps getting better. Yeah. He is the everyman. Yeah. He has to be their favorite rider. Has to be. God, that's good. Mm-hmm. The guy was not a joke as an amateur. I'm confused. I remember Rod Bell leading laps at Loretta's. And, and really? Maybe, I probably podium. Yeah, it's not like he was. He never went to California. Like That's what he said. Yeah, No, no one was yeah. ever like, hmm, maybe we could help this kid. No, I don't remember him at all as an amateur. As a matter of fact, I thought he was an African-American kid. Remember that? Steve Steve would have given him uh, Steve would have given him the Horizon Award. I would have. Yeah, I would have. I didn't even – I didn't know anything about Rod Bell. I, like I said – I, I knew nothing about him. I'd never heard of this kid. That's in right. You were asking if he was Afri- African-American. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I, I really thought yeah, he was. I, I, I was asked the same thing, and I'm like, I have no idea. Right. I really thought he was. I don't know why I was, who I was mixing up with. Sean Hackley. I don't know if I was kidding. I don't. I have no well, idea. I think wow. at, some, at one point he was 258 was his number. I was really going to hope you weren't going to say at one point he was African-American. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, not, but he went in for surgery or not something. Not like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, okay, all right. What's a baseball player? Uh, man, he's Sammy Sosa. Man. Yeah, Sosa. <laughs> um, but somebody had said that because they thought he was his number, that he was wanting to be James, like James Stewart or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I said to him one time, are, are you 258 because you're one better than James? And he said no. So he was, I think <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was joking, but apparently I think he thought I was serious. But anyways, Justin Rodbell and hey, and, uh, and Jeremy Smith and A-Ray were all in the top 20. The, that, that team coming on, coming on strong. Um, yep. They were they were awesome. It was their it was Rod Bell's summer, but it was slash the whole SGB Kawasaki Maxis team. Summer. I don't think Those you can say awesome. it was. I don't think you can say it was A Ray's summer. I, I do not believe that that is a fair assessment for A Ray. <laughs> but a lot of buzz. But though. it was a, a lot of buzz for the team. A lot yes, of buzz. I feel like the the failures were actually just part of the fun. Not a lot of exhaust, but a lot of buzz. No, <laughs> it was part of the fun actually watching. Uh, Rod Bell and Jeremy Smith kill it, and then watching A Ray have more blown motors and fried clutches. When and we when, uh, when we went to dinner at Redbud, and Steve bought A Ray dinner, which was very nice of him. It did not seem like A Ray was having a great time. This this didn't seem like the summer of A Ray. I can promise you. It, it's a lot of laughter at his expense. Yes, he and, well, and you think about Steve's the work apparently. and the money he was spending his own money to to get to these races, and it, it just wasn't going well. Yeah. One day, well, at least he got a Bruce Chris out of it, Steve. Yeah, you know he did. He got Bruce Chris dinner. Yeah. One, one day, he said he was going to quit the Nationals, and his dad sent him, texted him back the video of Rocky Balboa saying, "Doesn't matter how many times you get hit, you just got to keep going." It's or only something. it's only how you get up. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. So Ronnie, Ronnie Ray, stepping in and giving his son some motivational. Well, he got stitches last week in his finger, 
And this week he's like, dude, look at my finger. And I'm like, oh, you should that, – that's gnarly. You're going to race? He's like, yeah. I'm like, does it hurt? He's like, a little bit. I said, you should get it glued. And then he didn't get it glued. And then this morning he texted myself and Cade Clayson and a photo of it, and it's just all pussy. And it's infected now. And now he's mm, – now it's perfect. infected. So. This is par for the course. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, uh, also, he, he – the first lap – the last lap of the first moto, his bike shut off. And Cade got him for 20th. Oh, Yes, Cade got him for twentieth. <laughs> it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing. I, I, you know what? I, I I would even buy him a dinner for this kind of comment. <laughs> right, we you all know how this. much that means to me. I would do it. Right. I'm gonna mail him a card. I'm gonna mail him you a. Should. What should I do? Outback. Um. Yeah. Let me text him right now. I'll attach you. We'll see what he selects. Okay. Just, all right. His pain is my pleasure. It's really been enjoyable. <laughs> it's, to really, watch this. The, it's really everyone's pleasure. It, it really it is. is. It is. The muffler laying on the track Yeah. last week. The team said that they've reinforced a subframe to, and, and, and things to try to make that muffler not yeah. fall off. And they just can't uh, stop it from falling O'Neal, off. O'Neal put Rod Bell's logos on his jersey and his logos on Rod Bell's jersey this week for the race. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. More in the continuing story of of, of SGB Cowie. So, yeah. Um, all right. What else? Uh, the bear was trying to get around A-Ray in the first moto and was very angry with A-Ray. And, and, and you know it's bad when Alex says, yeah, man, I was all over the place. I, don't, I, I think he was <laughs> mad. I, I was all over the place. <laughs> so um, that wasn't great. Uh, Richard Taylor was uh, doing really well in the second moto and uh, – Fell down and may have knee damage, so that sucks. He was he was crushing it. He was doing well. Um, does he really go, does he really go by Richard? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I just call him Junior. All right. Well, we got to fix that vault. Can we fix that vault, Weege? Oh, the twenty year gap between yeah. races. Can we also fix the results where Gunnar Lindstrom, Lars's dad, <laughs> doesn't get forty third in the results? <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that happen? It, it, it is true. If you go to uh, the the results on Racer X are called from the AMA results, but if the AMA has an error, it makes our system go completely haywire. Um, <laughs> it's not our results; it's theirs. Yeah, yeah. And if the AMA has an error, which which oh, wow. no, I, mean, you, never I mean, come on, that's not the AMA we know. <laughs> Don't blame the AMA. <laughs> so, so Gunnar Lindstrom was forty third with a DNS this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, 43 DNS. Gunnar Lindstrom with the Swedish flag. Yeah, he yeah, had the yeah, Swedish yeah, flag. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. a pretty good result for him. He's he's, he's uh, getting up a couple there. days past his prime. Yeah, yeah. I, Lars is very 70, happy about 80. it. I texted Lars. He, was, he said, yes, it's a damn shame that Cooper's and, and my dad's bike wouldn't start for the second motos. So <laughs> it, was, it was also heartbroken. I don't know anything about Matthew Hubert. Hubert, Hubert, 14-14, though. I know nothing about this guy, this kid, but good job. He, uh, he races at Kawasaki for TPJ. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he if he doesn't DNF, he usually finishes, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. decent. He had a really good uh, – the last, first time I saw him jump out was at WW Ranch in 2019. Um, but he's he's pretty steady. He just, yeah, with these privateer guys, man, they have a lot of bike issues. Yeah. They had bike – he had bike issues on Saturday. They got it sorted out before the moto. Uh, but it's it's tough, man. These guys' bikes, it's it's like a triage unit of motorcycles. Uh, Tristan Lane also, his dad shot me a note and said he had to he had to Uber from LAX to Paula, and it was one hundred and forty three dollars. 
I don't know why. Wow. I don't know why. But as with so many privateers, I have so many questions. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's, what about, what about the email I got? And I meant to reach out to this guy. We had a guy, an email that said a privateer kid at Redbud. Yes. Blew up his wheel. JT, did you see this? I don't think so. I don't know if I attached you on it. A privateer oh. kid blew up his wheel at Redbud, had no mechanic, pulled into the mechanics area, JT. Stay with us here. Pulled in okay. the mechanics area with us, got off his bike, ran to oh, his, I did, yes. yeah, 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 ran I did to his van, nice. yes. got a yep. wheel, yep. came back, <laughs> changed his Three wheel. laps down. Yes. He missed three laps. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Like, what? I love the dedication. What is I going on in the world and these, these people? I don't know who this kid is, but I forget his name. But God, I, I gotta find this email. I gotta find this. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh, yes. he he swapped his own wheel mid moto. Ran to his van mid moto. Ran to his van with a heart rate of like what one ninety, probably with gear on, <laughs> running through the pits, goggles on. on. Yeah, boots just running. If yeah. the, if it was the four fifty class, he probably would have got seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but good God, that was that was amazing. So, um. All right, yeah. Uh, that's 450 class recap. Did anybody reply yet? Oh, he did. Yeah, 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 he did. He says he does not want dinner. He does not want our sympathy. He wants the FMF privateer power award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he needs. Why does he think you control that, though? I, look, it's the same reason you blame me for everything on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. You know that's a good mean? point. No, I know. And even on Twitter. <laughs> He's already cost FMF enough money this summer. Having to replace all those exhausts. Yeah. yeah. Subframe. Are they FMF? Yeah, they're FMF. Yeah, yeah. He, he runs FMF, yes. Oh, that really would be poetic justice then, too, for him to get this award. FMF should take all the ones that fall off and make them a trophy out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. like art. Well, yeah. so he posted pictures the other week from Thunder Valley doing all these whips, and I said, can I get one with no exhaust? And he sent me two doing whips with no exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And then also too, uh, someone had a whip sick, a six a six scrub at Glen Helen that day uh, of of A Ray, but it was actually the time that Rod Bell was was wearing his wearing <laughs> gear. No, yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing, and he he said that's not me, that's Rod Bell. So, well, you wouldn't be able to tell by the sponsor logos. No, so. no, not at all. Remember, uh, Rod Bell told us that story at Redbud, and we can't give away too many details. But Rod Bell has experience wearing other people's gear. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I All I want to say is he once qualified somebody by riding in their gear to yeah. get him into a race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it takes. Oh, I said, dude, like he could seriously make – like how many rich dads have kids who, you know, just want to make a national? He could rent himself out. Yeah. A rich dad would pay him ten grand for a weekend for sure. Yeah. Well, we already got my son's gear qualifying for national. Right. You want to you want to you know another another story that I I've never told you guys, but it's oh, is this Loretta Lynn's? Is this Loretta Lynn's? It's, it's similar to that. Oh, so no. much like Loretta Lynn's, I rode national practice as an amateur at Bud's Creek. Just went out there. Just just three digit. Just drove three just, digit numbers. What? Yeah. Why not? It, it, did, what, well, hold on. You were there for amateur day. Yeah, I raced amateur day. Yeah. Then the next day for the national, I was w there with my dad and Chad Sander, and we're just like, "You think I could get out there and ride practice just to see, like, what?" Because I wanted to move up to pro, yeah, but I wasn't ready yet. I just wanted to see what it was like, how fast these guys are really going. 
So I went out there and rode. We put three-digit numbers on my bike mm-hmm. and head, headed on out. Jesus. Wow. This never stops. Why not? Yeah. I mean, the, the AMA is not going to catch you. We already no. determined that. This yeah. was 1996. You think they were paying attention to anything? No. No. The, no The chance. only thing that I noticed, I did see an AMA official like looking at me pretty directly as I went by him one time, and I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I didn't have name or number on my you know, back yeah. or any. I was nobody. Like Nobody would have known who I was or anything. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Not surprised. Um all right, that's 450 class. Robbie Wageman, 16th, by the way. Shout out to Robbie Wageman, 1615. Rode uh, hard in one moto, came from the back. So good job for Wageman. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Zach Osborne wearing Fly Racing and winning the 450 Motocross Championship. Uh, flyracing.com. Go to your favorite dealer or your favorite e-tailer and check out the latest and greatest things that they have, including the BOA pant, uh, the BOA light pant that they've uh, redesigned this year, as well as the Formula CC helmet. The Formula helmet, of course. I went riding on Friday, JT. With my new 2021 fly gear. So Where'd I'll, you guys ride? State Fair or something? Paris. Paris, that's right. Sorry, yeah. I knew that. Paris is great. Um, so please check them out. Uh, Max's Tires as well. MXSTs developed by McGrath. But Rod Bell, more importantly, Justin Rod Bell, rearing Max's Tires, or using Max's Tires, I should say, uh, as long as along with our buddy A-Ray, of course. Maxxis.com, great mountain bike tires, light truck tires. Uh, UTV tires and uh, and again dirt bike tires. So please, if you haven't taken a look at Maxis's line of tires lately, uh, check them out. They've got some improvements and they've got some new stuff. So Maxis.com and of course Renthal, Renthal.com. Chase Sexton running Renthal, winning the national at Paula, uh, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world to the very top level of sport, amassing more titles than all competing brands combined. The records are unsurpassable, over 222 U.S. titles and over 213 world titles. Fat Bar 36 were uh, introduced this year, and a fat normal regular Fat Bar, of course, the Twin Wall Bar, the 7 8 Bar. I'm building a CR500. I'm using Renthal stuff on it, and I went with the old 7 8 Bar because when you're building an, a retro bike like that, you cannot make it modern-ish. So 7 8 Bar from Renthal, the old traditional going on there. Renthal.com for more information. Also, Weege, Onyx Maps. Yeah, Onyx Maps, 40,000 uh, miles or acres. I don't know, some measurement that's 40,000. That's a lot. Uh, that is being tracked by Onyx Maps. So go to onxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store. And what's really cool about that is, oh, sorry, it's 400,000-plus miles of trails and roads. And you can download them so when you're in a place where you don't have self-service, you can use it. I would even recommend it if you're into that whole e-assist mountain bike thing. Probably oh. wouldn't be a bad bad choice Okay, if you're into that kind of thing. All right, all right. Well, yeah, yep. I, I, I'm into yep. that, absolutely. Uh, after riding at Paris on Friday... I went out to uh, mountain biking up in Orange County. Very busy day for me. Yeah. Very busy day. Um, Colt, Nichols, living the dream. Colt Nichols was at uh, Paris. And uh, just in the vein of AC and in the vein of Ferrandis, he also went by me so fast and roosted the shit out of me. Just also as well. <laughs> Colt Nichols looked great. So I have found the email with the privateer. Okay. Changing his tire. All right. Uh, we, we forgot one detail. The rear wheel, the replacement wheel, was not just sitting there in the van. Um, uh, at Redbud 2, Josh Josh Burcham, NESC rider, blew out his rear wheel to Rocco's Leap. He did not have a mechanic. Pulled to the mechanic's area. He had his spare wheel on his practice bike. He left his bike in the mechanic's area on the ground, sprinted across the pits, ripped the wheel off of his practice bike, and even ran back with a stand. So he could change the rear wheel during the moto in the mechanics area. This guy's a hero. It's yes. like ISDE. 
Yes. That's something Zacco would do. Zacco would do it that. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Zacco would do that in mid-moto. If the team wasn't ready to help at Millville, he would have. Yeah, he would have done it, for sure. Done himself. Uh, Just update. leave a tire. Hey, Zach, pull in. we got to stand in a wheel for you. Have up, at it. Update from A-Ray. He'd also take a hug from Weege. Okay. Um, all right, so and also subscribe to RacerX online. Uh, I wrote a story called One Fine Day. It's about riders who went through an entire career winning what's one single moto in their career. Thanks to our buddy Clinton Fowler for sc- helping me scrape that data. And, uh, yeah, so all the riders have just won one single moto. Chase Sexton's in the story. Oops. He has now won two career motos. So it's already out of date. But, uh, uh, yeah, please check it out. And I also did a podcast reading of that, of that story with some extra facts in there as well. So RacerX online. Uh, forward slash pulp to subscribe to the magazine, please. Thank you. Um, all right. There's a whole other class. Yeah, 250? Yeah, I'm, I have in front of me. about them? Uh, yes. Well, Geico Honda, uh, officially done. We thought this day was coming. We, uh, I guess it's not officially done. There's rumors, you know, that they're working on something. Maybe it comes back. It doesn't look good. I wouldn't put money on it. But basically, the team is done. Geico, of course, announced a few weeks ago that the sponsorship is gone. And, you know, Sexton won, and Craig got second in that second moto in the 450 class, and they are just basically Geico riders. They were Geico riders six months ago. Um, And Jet Lawrence, Jeremy Martin, Shimoto go one, two, three in the second moto. I cannot believe it. It's like straight out of a Hallmark movie, Weege. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, when you think about one, two, three in a moto in the 250 classes is pretty crazy. They hadn't done that all year. I don't even know. Have they ever done that? And then that the two random 450 guys that go 1-2 and Sexton had never won a 450 moto and Craig had never finished second and it ends the final two motos this team is ever involved with? That's unbelievable. Crazy, right? Man. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, yes, I, they haven't – they're not racing next year. There is a chance. I think they had some sponsors they were looking at. You know, if they were able to get something to happen, maybe they could come back for 21 or sorry, for 22. But let's be honest. Yeah. We've seen this story before. When you're done, you're done. That's what sucks. I don't I would put very low odds that you see the team return the way it was now uh, in two years or something like that. Yeah. So what we know is the Lawrence brothers will be under a Honda truck um, and then everybody else, including J-Mart. Needs a ride, and uh, I talked to some people over at Pro Circuit, and they're working hard to get J-Mart over there. I think that happens. I do. Um, that, that, doesn't that make that makes sense on so many levels? Yep. Him to go to that team, I think, is literally the perfect fit. When you look at the way Mitch Payton runs his program, the way his approach to racing is, and then you look at J-Mart's personality and his approach to racing, I don't know how the results will go, but I, I really like the pairing there it's almost crazy that it hasn't worked out before because they're built so similarly i'm here for the forkner jmart inevitable drama i'm here yeah whatever yeah that's fine right um one two three though jt in their final moto like like seriously people you need to understand like there were people crying over there there was people honestly it makes me sad for that team because i i like the way that they do things i think it's a really professional outfit uh i think you know, they, they've done things the right way. They pay riders well. They pay staff well. They take care of things. They have a beautiful race shop to where it's, you know, everything is just done correctly. And I've been, I've been a part of so many crappy teams that when I see teams that do it very well, and even long before they had, you know, they were a factory affiliate or whatever, they were doing it correctly. To see them go away the way it's gone because of, you know, last mm-hmm. minute 
loss, it just sucks. Like it, may, it honestly bums me out uh, that a team like that can't find a way to be around. They went one, two, three in their final moto, and, and Sexton and Craig went one, two. Yeah, it's amazing. In, in I mean, that's awesome, but it's still, I still, that doesn't make like the 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 feeling good or anything. Like I just have a, a bummed out, negative feeling about the whole deal, even though they had a great day yesterday. It's not good all around, you know, how many jobs are going to be gone, and that's five riders. And the guys that really get screwed in the end, look, the Lawrence brothers are going to be fine, and yep. Jeremy Martin won races this year, so he's going to be fine. As I always say, when there's a squeeze, either the economy goes down or we had a messed up year with COVID or a sponsor goes away for a team, the, the upper-level guys, it's not like Ryan Villapoto or Ryan Dungey were on the verge of being privateers in 2009 because the economy collapsed. Like, they probably didn't make as much money as they could, but they were fine. It's... The other end, you know, that that loses it. So in this case, if you're Shimoda and Mumford, you're like, I was just barely getting started. I thought I had like years to figure this out. Like what? Um, those are the guys that really get screwed in this situation. And all the mechanics and staff, yep. and, you know, engine builders and suspension techs and all those guys. I mean, they they yes. literally don't know where their next paycheck's coming from now. You know, it's tough. Yep. There's one thing I don't want to get too far into. We could go for hours on this topic, but one thing that I think has never been uh, mentioned that I learned from David Evans, who does a lot of the business deals for JGR and now is pretty heavily involved on the NASCAR side. I have not heard this publicly, so I just feel like I need to explain. What has killed a lot of motorsports is if you're a company, there is no better value for your advertising dollar than Google and Facebook. And that affects motorsports. Like it, there was a time 30 years ago where maybe the best way to spend 5 million bucks was on the hood of a NASCAR. But, and a lot of people are like, oh, NASCAR is not as big as it was. But even if it remained the same size as it was then, trackable ads that are in your grill on your phone, we all know they're listening to your conversations and following you everywhere you go. You cannot beat that advertising model if you're a company. So yeah. to convince Outside companies that a logo on a dirt bike or a car or, or anything is the best use of your dollar. You know, people want to complain about a million reasons why we can't get sponsors. That's the biggest one, and it's something I don't think people are even aware of. That's the big problem. Yeah, I've, I've talked to uh, quite a few uh, big retailers in our in our space in power sports, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I always I just ask them really open ended questions. You know, what's your marketing direction? How are you? Uh, you know, how are you trying to attract new customers? You know, where are you spending money? What does it cost you to, to a, get a new customer? Uh, and it's some of these guys, they just don't want to hear anything other than SEO, right? Which is search engine optimization. That's all they care about. That's yeah. literally where they spend all of their money. And, and yeah. cause I like to, I like to broaden their horizon and say, you can spend money here. You can go and get in front of all these readers or podcasts or teams or whatever, right? Just open up the whole gamut because a lot of these, a lot of these companies, they're not enthusiasts. Unfortunately, they are it people or they're accountants or they're just really smart business people. They don't know some of these things. So I like to, it helps our sport. It brings money into our sport, but sometimes right. man, it's just a dead end. And they're saying exactly what you're saying is like, nah, we just, we spend money on this other stuff. We, we, you know, searches and, and, all this, you know, like I said, SEOs, it's, it's tough because you, it's really difficult to win those people over. And for us, you know, us three on this call, we know how powerful the other advertising platforms could be. Look at, you know, look at Steve's Pulp MX network. I know as a sponsor with fly racing, how valuable that is for us. We, it's really great for us. We engage customers all the time. We constantly hear from customers about 
where they heard about fly racing and it's from pulp mx we hear that constantly so we understand the value there but if these these other people that don't know anything about that they don't even care they just go straight to these other platforms that we just talking about and it's something that as an industry we've really got to fight back against or else you know we're going to continue to lose money yeah and that's just industry companies i'm just saying if you want to replace geico with you know Best Buy, Verizon, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, Verizon just going to be like, we could spend a hundred grand with Google and probably get better return on our investment than logos on your radiator shroud. Sorry, they went one, two, three, and then Craig and Sexton (laughs) went one, two. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, thanks, Steve. Okay. Uh, So the Jet wins, just like Sexton. We just was coming. This was coming, and the Jet wins. Yep. Well, where do we want to go? There's several angles we can take on this. Um, You want to take the him versus Justin Cooper angle first? I was all over that. I could not wait Mm -hmm. for that. I loved it. Uh, And they gave each other knuckles at the end uh, after the moto, which was really good to see. They actually did. I like to see that. Um, Yeah, it was an awesome race. It was great. They were pulling away from everybody else. It was cool to see. Those guys, uh, obviously, they're going to be rivals for the next uh, little while here. Cooper's probably got a couple more years left in that class. and It's going to be great to watch, for sure. Yeah. I thought the butt patch, the, the butt, butt patch by Cooper was yeah, epic. Yeah, the his dog with a donut in his mouth. It's great. Yes, and then Cooper's and then bike, the fact that you know. Jet catches him, and then as you were saying in our post video show, you know Jet is looking right at this butt patch, just haunting him every corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. I was all there for that. Um, and then Cooper's bike, of course, didn't start or broke on the line for Moto Two, and then. That was it. He took off. He left. He left the facility. So that's kind of a bummer for, for Coop, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I guess Dylan, I, even, I mean, Dylan went 2-5, like third overall, you know, he, whatever. Just, again, he, he rode great. He fell in one moto, got up, worked his way back into the, his fitness, his speed, everything else. Like, just wasn't an issue for those guys. He just ate him up. At the second moto, I would think he was just doing his job and getting around there. But, you know, it's just an impressive day for him. Even in the first moto, that, the first moto was like, "Oh yeah, wait, Dylan Ferrandez, you know, like this, all this adversity, all these fast guys, and he's just slowly getting them." You know, Mumford's giving him a battle, and these guys are fighting him and passing him back, and 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 then yeah, we just saw right there why he, you know, why he deserved this title. I do want to give Jet credit for that first moto win, though, because Ferrandez did know that if he w- if he won the first moto and Martin finished fourth, he would have won the title early, and he knew that. And he saw that Martin wasn't fourth. Did he know that? So, he, he, he said yeah, that? I asked him. Oh, okay. I asked him after right. the race, and yeah. he said he did know that if he passed Jet and won that moto, and he, you know, he gave it all he had there for was probably two or three laps, where he's all over him. Yeah. And then he made one mistake, and he got away. But that says a lot. It wasn't like Jet only won it because Frandis was like, "Ah, I just want to not crash." He was trying, and he couldn't get him. So that says a lot about the Jet. Yeah, the Jet is uh, is a, is the Jet like. Is he favored for the championship next year? No, right? No. 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 Okay. No. He's 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 on the list. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I do not believe he is the favorite though. Yeah, but I'm gonna throw this in there. He's so young and he's so new, you have to factor in there is a chance that he makes like a ten percent gain in the next yeah. six months. I, I agree with that. I still yeah. can't put him as the favorite though. He's never even won a supercross race. Like yeah. I, I can't put him as the title favorite without ever winning a race. Mm-hmm. Well, the stupid teams okay. will never tell us what coast or who's riding, so we have no idea until Anaheim <laughs> won or what, not Anaheim, but whatever race we're going to, who he actually is racing, right? We actually don't know. So, Well, maybe Honda will. If, if it's factory Honda, maybe they will tell yeah. you. Uh, his brother Hunter also uh, dislocated a shoulder or separated shoulder and didn't race. So, 
Um, that sucks. Do you think he's going to have to get that fixed now? I don't know. I didn't know he had a problem, right? Yeah. Well, of course you did. What do you mean? I didn't know it was that bad. Like, I didn't know. Well, like, I mean, like, he, it popped out without a crash at Loretta's. That indicates a big problem. And then yeah. he was able to keep racing, but then it comes out again. That indicates a worse problem. Yes, absolutely. So I, 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 maybe so count jet for West, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, yeah. No, it I sounded well, and, and all I'm going off of, sorry, all I'm going off of is Jet's attitude on the podium. It didn't sound very promising for Hunter. He he sounded pretty dejected for Hunter. Which if it was like, oh, whatever, he just can't race today. I don't think he would have said the things he did. Where he was, he sounded really bummed for his brother. There were so many riders and agents going around to different trucks at Paula. It was insane. I was doing laps and just looking at all the people with different team shirts talking. Are they allowed to do that? Apparently, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never really thought about point. that. <laughs> Good point. The Geico truck, I mean, it was a beehive of activity. I'm even more impressed. Steve, I don't know if you know this, but they went one, two, three. Yeah. In final moto. Yeah, and then, and then Craig and Sexton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's insane. Craig, yeah, Sexton and Craig. But I'm impressed they kept it together because the amount of activity, it was like, like a reunion slash business meetings like the fact that they kept those bikes running with all the chaos yeah because i think there were people were asking questions and then i think there were vultures around of like people looking to hire people and is this rider available is this mechanic available like there was so much action because yeah. i believe it was only thursday that they officially decided we're yeah. done so this was the only weekend and it's in california where there's twice as many yeah agents thursday night i texted you guys and said hey they're done because that that's yeah. what i heard like they were telling people already thursday night you know that, yep. that they were told yep. it's all it's all finished so yep um oh, man yeah absolutely uh mcelrath uh five four i i never noticed shane mcelrath one time uh, i don't i don't know he got a whole shot i guess uh yeah he, he wrote well don't get me wrong but so so he was up he was up there both motos yeah yeah yeah. but he was where do he was 28 seconds back in moto one of those top guys the where uh where do you guys think he ends up next year i know we've been speculating on this but anything new to report on that front jgr right just makes such a natural fit i think jgr is the natural fit yes but i keep hearing this hep thing yeah yeah me too yeah yep jgr is just not ready to offer anybody anything no, yet. it sounds so like, like that you're, Macarath, you're just yeah that's going to be a scary waiting game it sounds like that casino that. thing is done though that sounded promising but now there was talks of bar x running the 250 effort all 250s under that bar x thing mm-hmm. you know mm. so then what about troll train you know some of us yeah. are very worried about him so um yes troll train by the way do you know this steve troll train broke the leg and rode three more laps before he realized it was broken Hero. Hero. Yes. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrapped it under his foot peg, kept riding, yeah, right. actually put in his fast lap, then came in the mechanics area and is like, my ankle hurts. I might need to get this checked out. And then they're like, yeah, your leg's broken. Hero. They don't make him like that anymore. They just don't. He's the next <laughs> Zach Osborne. You know, the, the best oh, part God, of this whole thing, you know what I love the most is that Steve is is so all in on Troll Train, which is great. It's awesome. But then he's so out on J-Mart. His brother, literally his brother, he's just out. <laughs> this, that's my favorite out. part of this. I'm whole, not out. out. Why do you think you've I'm been out? out on J Mart? You've been out on J Mart since he turned pro. The dealership thing's a little much. Listen, you cannot possibly claim that you're not out on. You've been out on him from the get go. You were out on him at the beginning when he wasn't doing well in Supercross, yes. and then you guys got into the Matthews, the eh thing. Right. Then this whole dealership thing has taken it to a whole nother level. You can't possibly claim you're not out. I don't think you hate him. 
but no. you can't say you're not no, out. I, I talk to him a lot. Whenever I can see him, he's just on the show a couple weeks ago. I like Jmart, but I know you don't hate yeah, him. Right. I'm just saying the funny. It's the the contrast of the, them being I, I, brothers. Yes, I've battled with Jmart. Uh, is it would be appropriate? Yes, I've battled with Jmart uh, over some some things. And Troll Train can basically come over here and probably kick my bass at <laughs> hound. I'd be like, that's okay, Troll Train. Right. We'll get him next week. Uh, yeah. Can I take it one step further? Just the irony of Steve's perhaps number one. I know your tombstone will have many phrases on it. Yeah, but yeah, I know. Take it will a be. chance on yourself in the 450 class. Don't stay in the Nets, 250s forever. Nets. Followed by, I love Troll Train. <laughs> and Phil. And, and, and he, he needed the Nets. Hashtag. He, he wanted the Nets. Rider safety. Yes. Yes, that's why you did it. Safety. Uh, Joe Schmoda, third place. There's some talk. Uh, that David Eller, Phoenix Racing, may take some Honda guys. I talked to one of the Honda kids after the race, who shall go nameless, but he, his dad may or may not have appeared in a Moto Triple X video back in the day. And uh, is uh, is Justin Amstutz putting this together? God, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, David Eller and the Phoenix Racing crew were there uh, again. Yeah. Just a beehive of activity. Yeah, at the Geico. Truck. That's that's a fly team, right? Oh no, Thor now. They're Thor now, JT. Right? They left you guys. Uh, they did make a change. I believe it was to Moose and Moose and Thor, depending on what you're talking about. I think it was Moose, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have asked the Moose athlete, Michael Antonovich. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, I, I did uh, – I, I believe there's one more PR at least for the weekend that uh, uh, needs to happen for this Geico team. That poor bastard. And, uh, he's, he's out of a job. I, yes, yes, he's out of a job, this guy. Uh, Hard worker. Again, it's been a rough yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. For, for many of us. Um, one rider on the Geico team is not Shimoda, not one of the Lawrences, not J-Mart, said, could you mention in your podcast that I'm in need of a ride? So just one other guy on the team is looking for a ride. I'm just letting you know. Name rhymes with Schmarchen Schmumford. Looking for work, <laughs> everybody. Mumford got eighth in the second moto. Good job for Mumford. He's, he hasn't been bad. He has not been bad. He has been steady. I told him on the yes. show – Last week he came on the Pope Show. I said I'd almost like to see you go balls out, lead some laps, and eat shit. I said, but not hurt yourself, just to get more noticed because you're not making rookie mistakes. You're just very steady veteranish right now, you know. And, and I don't know if it's enough to get a ride, but I think it's been a good year yeah. for Mumford for sure. And well, you know. I think same for him and Shimoda. They, I think a lot of people be like those kids didn't have it until you actually look at the results and be like, oh man, there's a lot of seven to twelve finishes, and then you just in the two fifties we say this all the time. You just look at who's around that spot, and you're like, oh, that's not that bad. Well, so, when he when he came out swinging at Loretta's and set that lap time, I think he was first or second in time qualifying right off the bat. I was like, oh boy, what what's this kid got? And it was just never that. You know, he was good, no problem, good results, yep. but not. Exactly what Steve's saying, where you just like you have no other option but to notice him. Where he notices, yeah, where he sticks out. Uh, Jared Fry. Let me throw this at you. Okay. Let me throw this at you uh, on this topic. Uh, Isn't there a chance that a Mumford type rider, let's say he's got to go and be on like a supported effort, like a I don't know, like a Rock River team or a Gas Monkey type team, like that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's a that's not a factory team like he's on right now. Is there a chance in three years that he almost ends up being better served? Through that no. experience, no, no, <laughs> not, wow. in my, not in my opinion. No, I mean, if you want to, if you want to recreate Zach Osborne, okay, that's, that's the playbook I'm using. But here, I don't. Yes. I, I think that's such a an anomaly. I, okay. I think staying on factory equipment, staying 
with great resources and practice bike mechanics and test tracks, you know, the best test. I think all those things are, are very, very important. I think troll train is in line to be the next act. So please make note of that. Um, okay. Gas, gas or gas monkey sign with gas, gas. So now we got to start all over with that. that that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, Falk and blows on the gas monkey, gas, gas team. What about Fry, JT? Jared Fry. Eight, yeah, six. good. Yep. Yeah, solid. See, I, I mean, I think he is he is performing well. I mean, what is his third race or something? Second race, third race? Fourth. Fourth, fourth race. Uh, I mean, he we he kind of went away for a while. We didn't we didn't see him for an extended period, but he's on arguably the best bike in the class. That's what he needs to do. He needs to be up there because we know how quick the window can close on some of these kids. And it's not fair. We know it's not fair. But that's reality. So you better make the most of your opportunity when you have it, because that team, more than any other team, will move on very quickly if you don't perform. Hartraff needs a ride. Did he mention that too? Hartraff needs a ride. He's definitely out. He's definitely out. Seven oh. seven for him. Mitchell Harris. See, I think I think he could be a race winner in twenty twenty one on good equipment. Like if he was on, and I know they can't give a bike to everybody, but you put him on Monster Star Yamaha in twenty one, I could see him winning a race. Absolutely. It would be it would be really tragic for him to not have any help in twenty one. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he did well enough to deserve to stay at that level. Do you you have Hartraft, Mumford, Schmoda? I mean, you're just throwing up Harrison, Drake, Drake. Just throw him up in the air and pick guy. I, There's I a lot of guys available. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Uh, Wackers had a thought he had a broken hand. Turned out it wasn't broken, so he started racing. I said, "I'm surprised to see you here." He's like, "Yeah, me too." So Wackers <laughs> went ten eleven on the day. Uh, Does this, he stay? Does he stay there next year? Yeah, he's year? got a deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Hamaker, Forkner, Wackers, Jordan Smith, and I bet you J Mart. And then if if Mitch needs help, J Mart can jump behind the counter. They've got it. Oh God. <laughs> They've no, I'm just saying. Get, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, he, yeah, I know. No, he works at a dealership. Whatever. Yeah, no. Whatever. They have got to get J-Mart, in my opinion. Have to. If I'm Mitch, I'd move heaven and earth to get J-Mart. Why do you say that? They got Forkner. Well, like, I think he could. I think he's he's very likely your national champion in 21. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, hey, this Dylan Schwartz kid is good. Dude, he's yeah, good. he's solid. He's in shape. He's fast. Like... I talked to him after the race for the first time. I, uh, he told me that Brooks has switched from Mountain Dews to Monsters. Instead of pounding Mountain Dews, now he's pounding Monsters. So that's that's not good for Larry. I don't think that's, 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 not good think for that's kind of a sideways, sideways move. Yeah, that's not good for Larry's heart. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, really good. I think this kid's been impressive. Um, considering the bike and the team and, you know, and all of that, uh, he's in shape. He tries hard. He, he Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's done enough to, you know, get a – I don't know if he's going to move up or whatever, or stay there next year. I don't really know, but yeah, good job for Dylan well, Schwartz. I, I think he absolutely deserves to stay on that team. Yeah. Hopefully, they become the 250 team. He he would be a good fit there. JT, do you have any comment on Mitchell Falk's day? <sighs> okay. No, I'm oh, going to say okay. something I regret. Okay. And I don't. It's my fault. I didn't pick him at Thunder Valley. He killed it. I do pick him at his home track that he rides all the time at Paula, and he goes DNF DNF. I don't know him. I have nothing good to say, so I just won't say anything. Uh, Schwartz's teammate Kilroy's shoulder popped out, I guess, in the second moto. Um, oh. He was up yep. there. Pretty excited about that one as well. Oh, he was on my team. Oh, wow. Weezy, did you get your eight guys in? 
I did. I haven't looked. Okay. Can you guys tell me how to oh, do boy. that? Here we go. Yeah. I have some pictures. There are some pictures of Falk pushing his bike. Sorry, JT. I talked to Falk before practice, and his dad's like, yeah, I had to come out of retirement. So let's be easy on the guy, okay, JT? I didn't say anything. I, I okay. definitely right. said things yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I said a lot of things, which Steve can – Steve can. Uh, you take defin- it too seriously. You take it way too seriously, bro. I do. You need I do. to I, let this I said a lot of, I, I said a lot of things on Saturday. I, I don't understand. It's $100. I told you guys I'm not, I'm not in that league next year. I, just, I, I can't handle it. It's emotionally scarring for me. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, it is really bad. Jeremy Ryan, Weege, Ricky Ryan's kid. Yeah, made the made the cut. Yeah, make his pro debut. Yep. So good job for that. Um, all right. Anything else? Derek Kelly, good job for Derek, Derek, uh, Derek Kelly out there. Joey Crown also seventeen twelve for him. So good job on that. Uh, Jet Lawrence and Chase Sexton, your race winners. So that was cool to see. And then uh, Ferrandis and. Osborne, your championship guys. We we all called Ferrandis uh, before the year, and uh, I think I called Osborne for sure. I, I, I definitely did for the title. Yeah, yeah. Called Osborne for the title. No, I didn't. But if you remember, I was all over the fact that Osborne's going to win multiple races and be right in this mix. I was all I over think that. The battle with you two was we were trying to decide. It had primarily been Marv and Roxon had been Eli's prime competitors right yes. and it was like maybe Webb and osborne become the guys but which one of those two but i can't remember which was which for yeah you guys. that's what i said i said i said it's going to be i said they're going to push roxon and marv you know further back and they're going to challenge tomac more yeah now yeah. Webb, obviously we get an incomplete yeah. right who knows yep um and to Webb's credit i actually interviewed him a week ago and he said he's like yeah it's easy for me like i do ride with marvin osborne all the time so i could say right now like i know where i stand but he's like i don't want to do that like that's not fair to just sit on the couch and be like oh i could have won this yeah. um, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh does anybody know like a good woodworker i need to make an asterisk and send it out to a guy i know oh do you guys gosh. know Any, anything got anybody? a pair of old knee braces you want to send him oh yeah asterisks right yeah send some asterisks yeah um, no, I'm kidding. Good job for Zacho. I mean, outside of AC, uh, AC's probably even happy for Zacho. You know, every, yeah. everybody thinks that, that is, I mean, Zach's a really good dude. He treats a lot of people very nicely. Uh, uh, he's very friendly, uh, you know, good family guy. Um, and I think everyone in the pits was genuinely happy for him. I saw uh, Guy B posted this on his Instagram for Vital. Uh, they came back to the truck, I guess, after this banquet-ish thing we had. And there was Eli Tomac's number one plate autographed sitting in their pit. Yeah, it, uh, Kranz brought it over when I was there waiting for that's him. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Eli autographed it and had Kranz. Oh, okay, Kranz brought it over. I mean, that's that wasn't anything Eli was supposed to do or had to do. No, they do that all the I time. Would've, we each, they, I would have thought Bruce brought it over. <laughs> Skull and crossbone flag and a number one plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I know it's been done before, yeah. but I don't think it's always done. I always thought the last few years we've seen the champ come over with the plate or, or, the, or Carlos comes over with Dungey's plate or what. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, was, I think Roxton and Tomac did it. Yeah. I've never really seen it done. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great gesture. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know that was a thing, though. Because hey, let's be honest, there is some history between Eli and, and Zach. Zach used to live there and ride there, mm-hmm. and uh, we know how it goes in this sport. When it ends, it just it never goes well, right? Has anyone ever left a trainer or, or a riding facility? No, no, yeah. It's and it's been 100% yeah. fine? Yeah, yeah. J-Mart's on like three riding facilities now, I think. <laughs> right, right. So uh, that's cool. I mean, I don't think there's like 
super blood feud between the guys, but I'm sure they're not like besties. Yeah. So that's cool that Eli to do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, One right. other thing I'm going to throw in that I learned from uh, going over the Geico truck. Yep. So Lucas Myrtle is over there, the super agent of today, holding court. Um, he really enjoyed the Jet Lawrence-Justin Cooper uh, week on, on social because – Lucas Myrtle, the agent, is all about the buzz. All about it. Yeah, and yeah, that got yeah, huge buzz. Yeah. He was very happy. And then, of course, Jet wins the race. So Jet Lawrence is over there. And uh, to Jet Lawrence's credit, everybody's drinking beers, including myself, because this team is shutting down. But 17-year-old Jet Lawrence did not indulge. Uh, but also over there, the super agent of a previous generation, Scott Hollywood Sepkovic, the man who made J-Law J-Law. So... Mertz and Sepkovic are working on the Jet Law, J Law combo. You know, how can we work together? How can we make this work? And I'm like, oh my God, so much money. So much money is going to be made here. Oh, God. I, yes. I got no Sepkovic is still Sepkovic was wearing his 2009 J Law championship shirt. All I got to say is Jet Lawrence better watch out because Scott could get in there and represent him in, in no time. And before you know it, Mertz will be out. So <laughs> I, got, I, got. I wouldn't put I wouldn't bet against Mertz. JT, you bet against Mertz ever? <laughs> I would not bet against either of those two. Yeah, it was amazing to see them together. Yeah, um, it, it's like they're crossing streams. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. The next thing you know, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is walking down Broadway <laughs> Avenue. But stuff with cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would be exactly. yeah, for yeah. Cash. Some of the things that went on with Sepkovic in the mid-2000s with Cash is simply unbelievable. Yes. Oh, he was telling Jet Lawrence how much money he made for people, how much J-Law made. Uh, Did he tell him he how made. much he made for himself? He's mentioned having Ferraris and, you know, yes. multiple Ferraris at his house. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so here's what I think they came up with. So we talked about the legendary uh, Supercross banquet that J-Law did not even go to when he won the title. Fly Racing Zone. Yep. Um, and I believe Jersey right outside my office. Oh, I mean, that's what Je Jason Lawrence is what fly racing. Is he all is about. the epitome of the brand. He yeah. really he is. No, absolutely. He is. He, he's everything we stood. We stand for. So this is great. He said that they have a $4,000 custom suit. They had bought for Jason Lawrence that night that never got worn. And Subkovic still has it. And if, or when jet Lawrence was a title, he'd be glad to let him wear J law's suit. I saw J-Law at about noon on banquet day, and he was highly medicated. Yeah, I don't even know if the right word is medicated, but he was, uh, he was under the influence of several narcotics. The, the, the regional championship guy, like, just let's back that down a little bit. You know, the regional championship guy. Like, I just... He was making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of guys were, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say there is a stark contrast. Like, we know Jet Lawrence is kind of funny. He does some funny stuff. He's off the wall. The Jet Lawrence versus Jason Lawrence. Like, again, Jet Lawrence, like, saw these cans we were holding in her hand, and I didn't even – I don't know if he was even aware what they were. He probably thought they were soda. Oh, come on. Yeah. Like, there's not even – okay, he's not You're that You're saying nice. you don't know what a beer is? No, what I'm saying is – the difference between like, oh, we like this kid. He's unfiltered. Oh, kind of like the original J-Law. No, do not compare them. Do no, not. no, no, no. I would never do that. And no, that, that there should is not no comparison. be compared. No. No. Like, there is one J-Law. There is only one J-Law. There will only ever be one J-Law for the good of everybody involved, please. J-Law was flipping rental cars upside down, hammered the night before Nationals. Yes. Jer Jersey, this, Jersey this, Zone. Yeah. 
this Jet Lawrence is in hot tubs doing interviews. That's as far as he steps out. That's you know, insane. it's Thank a different, you. different deal. Yes. Did anybody check yes. on Ralph yesterday? How was Ralph? Was he okay? Was he passed out? Just was he was he naked from the waist down, just with, with booze everywhere? Like jet, the jet won. Like what? What? <laughs> what was Ralph okay? Has anybody heard from him? Uh, just imagine if uh, Amart had had gotten third in the series. Yeah. Big money was that. That's stick. a fair point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm with you. There's no bigger mm-hmm. fan of the jet than Ralph. Okay. Um, not a bad, not a bad guy to hit your wagons to. Just ask Mertz. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mertz gave me a, a guitar pick from Eddie Van Halen. That was pretty rad. What? Yeah, that was awesome. He sat next to Eddie at a Tool concert uh, six months ago or something, and Eddie had these guitar picks. He just probably had them, you know, in his pocket. Gives them out to whoever or whatever. So uh, <laughs> they're like business cards. No, yeah, for real. I mean, you know, like I don't. Why else would he have a guitar pick on him? Right? It doesn't like matter. If you if you uh, if you stayed at Derek Jeter's house during his heyday, he sent you home with a gift, a gift basket. Same thing, right? <laughs> so so Mertz had his pick, so he uh, he gave it to me. Yeah, pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's really rad. Um, R.I.P. E.V.H. Yeah, what yeah, I, I um, I'm into it, man. I was into it. Van Halen is absolutely generational, iconic for uh, those our age. So do you think that, that big... do you think that Chad Reed knows who Eddie Van Halen is? No. Okay. I I do not either. I oh, just was curious. Great conversation in the morning with Connor Fields, uh, BMX gold medalist, uh, came up and was at the race and came up to us and starts talking to us about it. And then, yeah, he said that Chad is is you know right out of control with the BMX now, like just multiple bikes, multiple settings, everything for his. Oh, children, I had a, I had a very yeah. very in depth conversation with Chad about helmets and helmet safety and BMX technologies and all the. He's this, very uh, very yeah, worried. None of what Connor said surprised me in the least. None no. of. None of what yeah. Connor said. It was very on on par for Chad. Like yes. he is so deep into this thing, and I'm like, listen, man, like your kids are are just getting going. Like their safety, you know, they're, they're going to be fine. We're, we're you're good. Like no yeah. worries. Yeah, Connor's but like he's he, all in. Connor's like you just need one bike. It's fine. But no. So yeah, we met them at the uh, we were at the BMX track, and they were there on Thursday, Wednesday night before I left. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was just this and, is great. And, and I did this column about the the. Cooper bringing his dog up on the podium last last week, an, an anonymous uh, a text to a bunch of people. And one of the guys I texted was Chad, by the way. And uh, he had no idea what I was talking about. Nothing. Knew nothing. And then I said, okay, moving on. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we did not get an answer from him in that column at all because he did not know what I was talking about. So Yeah, one of Chad's kids asked for his second bike so he could try that. <laughs> and Ellie, it was hilarious. Ellie's like, <laughs> I was like, well, he is his dad's son. Right. Yeah. Here you go. Here's another setting for you. Oscar's yes. Oscar's going to be running that that uh, BMX team very very soon. <laughs> yeah, dialing in the rigid fork. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else? Yeah. That's it. The race reviews. We're done. We got them in. Seventeen rounds of Supercross. Nine rounds of uh, outdoors. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. And it's October eleventh. So uh, yeah, we're we're deep into the season already. No it's Paris. Be an interest- no Paris. No Geneva. No Monster Cup. No straight rhythm. Straight into Soupy. Sounds like we might be seeing a lot of each other in 2021. I'm all for it. I love the the Utah bubble thing was fun. Um, yeah. Hopefully my kids are actually in school at that point, and uh, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, the first I, – the rumors are the teams have been talking a little bit. I've heard it from multiple people. We're going to – first round is going to be a Saturday, then a Tuesday, and then a Saturday. So I don't know if the same city or different cities. I would assume the Saturday and the same, Tuesday. Same city. Yeah. yeah so, the, they'll, yeah. All three will be in the same city to kick it off, it y- sounds like. Yeah, so we're all there. Like, you're just there. That's it. 
Yep. It's going to be good. I think it's going to be awesome. It'll be a cool vibe. It'll be like Salt Lake, well, but have fans there, and it's to kick the series off. Anybody, I think it's going to be awesome. Is anybody worried about media budgets for traveling? It's It only helps you, right? No. No, I got to stay. I got to be in a hotel for. But yeah, you don't have to do three flights. Yeah, I guess. What do you mean you guess? Of course. Yeah, no, I know, but I think it's still going to be really expensive. And I'm going to be with I think it'll be I think it'll honestly be very very similar. I think you'll actually come out ahead. That's my guess. I don't I don't know yeah, for sure, I'd but I think so. you can. Can I ahead. bring my Basset Hound and my e-bike? Why don't you just drive? Then you can take whatever you want. Oh, okay. All right. It's not a bad idea. And maybe maybe I'll let you look into the Airbnb verbos this time. Yeah, that didn't work out so well with you doing yeah. it with with you in charge of the uh the program, yeah. yeah. They're too expensive. <laughs> too expensive. Everything's too expensive. too expensive. Right. Everything's too expensive. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't I know. look the forward one, the to one not thing. eating with you guys every night. I look forward to really not doing that. <laughs> That's right. Every night, JT, you guys doing dinner? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Not doing dinner. Nope. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, I guess the main thing, though, the difference, the huge difference with Utah was that, you know, you had to take the COVID test and all this stuff. I don't want to make a claim like we're saying it's – we don't know if that's yeah. going to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, say yeah. that we said that because we we don't know. Yeah, no, we do not. Um, yeah. all right, well, good times. Paula was uh, was a wrap, so that was cool. Uh, we'll we'll do a silly season one of these coming up, I think, some point in the off season, and uh, reconvene here for something or another, I guess, uh, to keep you people on podcast world entertained. I'm going to keep doing these, of course, in some some manner. I got some guys scheduled for one on one podcast, so stay tuned for that, of course. Um, and yeah, I think that's a wrap, right? Yeah, all good. More of these. Always fun. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank yep. you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Renthal, Maxis, Onyx Maps as well. Jason Wygant, JT. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. 
until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right,